It's every parent's worst nightmare, losing a child. It's one thing to lose a parent, a spouse, or a close friend. The loss runs deeper when that one you lose is a daughter or son. The rate for suicide among children and teens is going up. Many reasons are given for children and teens trying or successfully ending their lives. The numbers are higher for girls than boys. Social media stress, bullying, drugs, many factors at work as the number of suicides among our young continues to alarmingly rise. Emergency room visits increasing again after a lull during COVID. For me, this gets personal, fast. 20 years ago this month, my wife and I lost our older son due to a drug overdose. The cries of, why, Lord, the beating yourself up? Oh, Lord, what could I have done differently? George MacDonald wrote, My waking life is hid with Christ in God, where all is true and potent, fact divine. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we open a week of hope called Saving a Life. Twenty years ago, I lost a son named Jeff. He died of a drug overdose. The day before, he would have turned 23 as he had struggled for years with just living life. Yet for the final six weeks of his life, he had started reading his Bible again. He would call Saturday nights and ask for a ride to church, saying, Dad, I just want to hear the gospel preached tomorrow. His struggles finally ended when he went home to Jesus. In these next few minutes, we're going to re-air the program we shared just after he died. My friend Jim Grahams joined me in the studio to help me through, and as you will hear, the Lord was gracious. Our number one prayer request we still receive today is a parent calling and asking for divine intervention with one of their children. After this program, I'd like to send you a copy of a book my wife and I wrote called Saving a Life, How We Found Courage When Death Rescued Our Son. It was a blessing for us to write and I pray it'll be a blessing to you for those you love. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us and make your gift at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. So join me now for a program first aired in 2003. As we hear the Haven Quartet open with a song that really ministered to me back then, it still does today, Our Great God. Eternal God, unchanging, mysterious, and unknown. Your boundless love, unfailing, in grace and mercy shown. Bright seraphim in ceaseless flight, around your glorious throne. Day and night in praise to you alone. Hallelujah. Glory be to our great God. Hallelujah. Glory be to our great God. 
You have found your way to Haven today, and I'm Charles Morris with a different kind of program. I've asked our Vice President of Ministry, Jim Grams, to just join me in the studio because, uh, well, I'm frankly just praying that I can make it emotionally through this program. But I have a deep sense from the Lord that, uh, that I need to be speaking today and speaking to you about what happened over the weekend. Um, ironically, uh, just last week, I'd had on my desk for several days a clipping about the high suicide rate in Japan, uh, mainly young people, highest rate in the industrialized world, and I actually did a commentary the end of last week that aired this morning on the Moody Broadcasting Network and on their 30-some owned and operated stations. Well, last weekend, our middle child, our older son, uh, who would have been 23 years old today, uh, ended his life. Uh, I don't want to use the word suicide because we don't know how his life was taken other than it probably was an overdose of drugs. He had had a long history of drug abuse and addiction. Uh, he had had an entire lifetime of suffering from depression. Uh, we prayed constantly with him and for him, and uh, he had committed his life to the Lord But yet there were always these lapses, and uh, there were even the voices. Some psychiatrists said that he was schizophrenic. We don't know for sure. But we do believe the Lord took him, and he took him last Saturday. And we've committed him to the Lord, believing that if someone uh, commits their heart to the Lord in sincerity, then I am your God, and I will hear you, and I will be with you. Um. Jim Grams, thanks for sitting in the studio with me today. I'm glad you're here. You're a good brother at a time of comfort. Charles, it's needed. you know that uh, when I got the call the other evening, Charlotte and I went to prayer for you and Janet and your family. And you and I prayed together uh, on the phone the other evening. And uh, I'm confident as I sit here right now that I speak for the whole Haven family. There is going to be an army of people praying mm-hmm. today for you and Janet, for well, your daughter, for your other son, Peter. And uh, we're just going to hold you up with our prayers. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. 
it's not easy for any of us to lose a child. And, uh, of course, there is a history here, even at Haven. Jim, you know the history better than I do. Um, the founder of the program lost a son. First mate Bob, back in 1951, uh, his 21-year-old son was coming home from the Army on his first 72-hour leave, uh, was on a plane, and uh, the plane hit a mountain and was killed. He was on his way home to be with his wife, who was eight months pregnant, mm. just a young couple. And uh, I spoke with first mate's daughter just a few minutes ago on the telephone, Patty Stiles, and she said, uh, Jim, I remember Dad getting the news and bending over the counter in the kitchen with huge teardrops falling on the floor saying, this is my son, my son, my only son. And uh, nobody, Charles, can mm -hmm. understand what you and Janet are walking through right now. But uh, I do know this, that we serve a God who cares. You and I talked earlier about the why. Uh, we yes, can't we always do. understand the why of life, but yes. we are able to hang on to the who of life. That's right. And that's our God. And uh, no matter what happens or how huge our loss, God's hand is stretched out to us. I think of Paul when he wrote to the Roman church and said, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither present nor future, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation mm. Mm. will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is our promise, Charles. And we give you that promise, and he gives you that promise today. Jim, it is amazing, isn't it, how God's Word ministers to us, and I believe God even preordains His Word, and just to, and, and just things to comfort us and share with us. And what you just shared from Romans 8 is something the Lord gave us uh, on Sunday morning, the day after we learned and spent four hours at the apartment where He had died. And uh, we cried all the way through church the next day, but we had to be with God's people. Where can God's children go except to be with other of God's people in a time of, of need? And ironically, at our church we were in, um, the song we're going to hear in just a moment was sung. It's a powerful song. The lyrics, I wept even openly listening to these lyrics. And ironically, our daughter and son-in-law, not knowing what would have happened, and the music's planned a week in advance at least, they sang the same song, where my son-in-law is the pastor of a small Baptist church. I think we ought to hear Vicki Cook wrote the music out of Maryland, and uh, this is Before the Throne of God. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong a perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands, my name is written on his heart. Can bid me thence depart. No tongue can bid me thence depart. Before the 
The original lyrics are by Charity Lees Bancroft. Alternate lyrics and the tune is written by Vicki Cook. I love her music, and I wept through that song when I heard it just a couple of days ago. We've just heard Haven do it. Uh, it's all from Hebrews. Uh, this is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. The title of the program is From Grief to Glory. We're talking about the death of, of my son over the weekend. But we have a great high priest whose name is love. Whoever lives and pleads for me, my name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. And when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end of all my sin because the sinless Savior died. That's straight from the book of Hebrews, and I'm reminded of Hebrews 8.12, as Janet and I were praying earlier today, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. That is not just found in Hebrews. That's from the promise, the new covenant promise that we find that God gave us in Jeremiah 31.34. Our great comfort Uh, Whether you've lost a child, but I know many people have who are listening today. 
or no matter what you're going through, our great comfort is that in Jesus Christ, if we've trusted and relied on him, our sins are forgiven. That means that God is able to save us to the uttermost, as the scriptures say. It means the most degraded, weak, broken, depraved person who calls on the name of Jesus will be taken to the uttermost heights of heaven. They'll be seated on the throne with the Son of God. They'll be robed in His righteousness. He'll honor them as sons and daughters and rebuke any, including Satan, who accuse them. And the reason He's able to forgive us our sins is that Jesus is the great high priest, and He offered this perfect sacrifice. Now, you may be listening, and you may think you're the lowest person on earth, but all you have to do is sincerely say, Help! And this great and mighty Redeemer will lift you to the heights of heaven. And I believe our son understood for the first time over the weekend the true reality of the gospel of grace in his life, Jim. Jesus is the forgiver, and he's the healer. Charles, I I love the words that are written in Isaiah 61 about who Jesus is and would be in our lives. And There's a phrase that says, He has sent me to bind up or heal the brokenhearted. And one of the meanings for for that Hebrew word that is there called bind is to wrap around. Wow. Charles, you and Janet and your family need to let the pierced hands of Jesus wrap around your broken hearts. And he will share your suffering. Mm -hmm. He does care so much. And uh, when we were praying the other evening on the phone, uh, I, I remember thinking the thought just came into my mind, and I said it in my prayer to the Lord, that he would be a sponge for your pain, would absorb mm. Mm. Yes. all, and that's what he does. Yes. He's a loving Christ, and uh, he does bind up our broken hearts. And uh, we've been praying that, and I, I would just say to our listeners, uh, you know Charles, you love Charles, you listen to him day after day, and this is a day when you can minister to Charles and Janet. And uh, I urge you to go to prayer and lift this family. This is not going to be an easy week, but we have a great, great physician, a great God, a great Son of God in Jesus Christ, and he is available today. And Charles, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you, And uh, we know our Lord is going to minister to you. Thank you. Well, you gave me a big hug when we saw each other a minute ago when we came into the studio. And, Jim, there's, there's another friend of ours. It's a small world. Brothers and sisters in Christ, and she is recording many of her programs today in another studio on another side of Los Angeles at the same time we are recording Haven Today. And, uh... My friend Johnny Erickson Tata is with us, and uh, we've linked her up. And uh, Johnny, I know you've heard the news, and uh, we haven't talked, but thanks, thanks for joining us for just a minute. Oh, Charles, you know how many times I have enjoyed being in the studio with you, and it's always a pleasure to sit down at the microphone with you. But today, I have to say, it's it's not quite a pleasure. I I, I am glad though that I can be with you on this microphone to convey to you my deepest sympathy at the loss of your son. You know, Ruth Graham once said that when someone takes his own life, it's a way of him going home before the Lord calls him. 
And of course, that refers to the individual who knows the Lord Jesus. And we trust that your son is safe in the arms of Christ, perhaps a bit more prematurely than God would have originally intended, but nevertheless there. And it is in this hope that we grit our teeth and say thank you. I thank God for the grace, too, that he is giving you and your family, Charles. God bless you, and we'll continue to pray. Johnny, thanks for being with us from another studio on another side of Los Angeles today. It's interesting. God gives you verses. Jim Grahams and I, we were talking about that a minute ago. And a couple of verses that the Lord gave Janet and me just a few hours ago, one of our co-workers here at Haven Ministries just handed me a few minutes ago with a little rose on it. It's from Psalm 34, 18 and 19. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Jim Grahams, before we leave, um, would you mind praying? And don't just pray for Janet and me and our family. Uh, and the loss that we've had in our son dying over the weekend. Um, Would you pray for other people that are feeling the pain and maybe even the approach of death right now? But we have life at hand in Jesus. Father, we come to you right now, and we do lift Charles and Janet to you and their family. We ask you to just wrap your strong arms around them and carry them through these days of grief and difficulty. And, Father, we do lift all of those out there who are hurting today. Many are, have, are, are being reminded, even at this moment, of their own losses, of children and parents and others that they have loved and, and they're gone. And some are going through such great difficulties even this week. And, Lord, we just ask you to step into their lives. And as they call out to you, Reach down and touch them in the name of Jesus. We ask these things now, Lord, because we come to you in confidence, knowing that you care. Thank you for caring. Thank you for loving us. And we just bring these needs to you now. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. This is Haven Today, and you've just heard a program we aired 20 years ago this month after our son Jeff passed away due to a drug overdose. This Haven Today is a program called Saving a Life. I'm so thankful for friends like Jim Grams who joined me in the studio on that hard day. Recently, his own wife, Charlotte, went home to be with the Lord. They had been married nearly 60 years. Charlotte's father was one of the original Haven Quartet members. She had so many great memories growing up with Haven of Rest. And even as Jim was an encouragement to me 20 years ago, I've reached out to Jim in his time of loss. You know, as Janet and I began to process the death of our son, we wanted to share with others how our great God of all compassion drew near to us in the worst of times. We didn't want to write a book full of cliches and false hope. We wanted to show how Jesus is always present in our hurt. And that's how our book, Saving a Life, began to take shape. And the subtitle says it all, How We Found Courage When Death Rescued Our Son. This book is an honest look into the raw and ugly pain of grief. But as you read, you'll see how the Lord led us and drew near to us in a very real way. 
I pray it'll help families who are grieving for loved ones as well or anyone who's experienced a tragedy of any kind. So you can call us right now, but ask for the book, Saving a Life. Our website where you can make your gift is haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And one last thing, if you heard our programs the last few weeks about the great hymns of the Christian faith, we still have Then Sings My Soul for your gift. In a devotional way, it shares stories of 150 classic hymns and includes the sheet music. And that'll be a blessing to you as you read and share this book. Learn more about it when you visit haventoday.org or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Jesus once described himself and all his people as a beautiful tree that's being faithfully pruned by his Father. The branches are Christians, and the branches that bear fruit get pruned to bear more fruit. It's painful at times, as all pruning is, but it's ultimately for the good of bearing more fruit. Why go through all this trouble? Jesus in John 15, You've not chosen me, I have chosen you so that you might go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. He wants an orchard of beautiful fruit-bearing trees, and he's faithfully working to make sure that happens. In Christ, our fruit blossoms and ripens for the world to taste. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.